Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Picture this. Crystal clear vision without the hassle of glasses or contacts. Imagine watching Josh Allen's game-changing touchdowns with absolute clarity. At Ficta, Endel, and Elmer Eye Care, we can make that a reality. Now, in a matter of seconds with Zeiss Smile technology, you can see clearly and get back to doing the things you love as soon as the next day. Visit us online at Ficta.com and take our free self-test to see if you're eligible and schedule an evaluation. Ficta, Endel, and Elmer Eye Care. Focused on you. Go Bills! Well, what is going on, everybody? Welcome. Welcome, everybody, into the Hump Day Hotline. Hump brought to Day! Fictil Endel and Elmer Eye Care on the <laughs> yeah. Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network. Mike, 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 Mike. I can't do it anymore. I used to be able to like, do that Mike, 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 Mike thing so well. It's such a bittersweet <laughs> victory. It's a bittersweet symphony, I think, is actually what the song says, Bruce. But it's so good to have everybody with us uh, on this Victory Wednesday. Welcome to everybody who is jumping into the comments section, who is joining us live. Thank you to everybody that is going to download this in a podcast version and listen to it without the video, without mine and Jay Spencer King's pretty faces. Uh, but it is so good to have everybody joining us. My name is Joe Miller. You can find me on Twitter at Joe Miller Wired. That over there is my co-host. Jay Spencer King. You can find me on Twitter or whatever, all of them at Jay Spencer King. I'm everywhere. We we like that. <laughs> so so let's um I'm not. Let's just let's just let's just dive. Well, do you want to just dive right into it or do you want to start someplace else? Let's just <laughs> yes, but I just <laughs> <laughs> this is a family show. Pause. <laughs> uh yeah let's, let's let's just jump right into it man i know you said I know you, I know you said something about uh just my trip was there anything in particular about my trip you wanted to hear about because no i mean it's I, been a couple weeks not, yeah you and i have not talked about my trip necessarily yeah you've been gone i know you've you've gotten a chance to talk about it on your show and then you you know talk to the big guy about it so you know but i haven't personally talked to, we've texted here and there but yeah, we yeah, haven't yeah. talked so uh you know tell me a little just some highlights just you know we don't have to talk too long about it i know you you've already shared but hmm. well as, as everybody already knows if you're following me on social media we walked 72 miles in nine days which is absolutely incredibly insane um i i am nine days of walking that much i find myself now hungry all the time that i'm not walking nine days so something has happened with my metabolism which is okay. interesting the okay. food was great the sights we saw were amazing uh to make it relevant to this show uh hotspur stadium is incredible i know there's aspects okay. of what we're building that are similar to it it's not going to be identical but from from all of the uh renderings we have seen the inside of the stadium was very similar and we will be happy however there were no armrests and there were no cup holders at least in the section i was in and i was down pretty close i was row three corner end zone so that might be a little bit concerning but i also heard that in uh, premier league soccer they're not allowed to drink beer at their seats they can they have to drink their beers at the concourse and cannot bring them down to the seats so that might be why there was no no cup holders um but i would tell everybody that i never really had a desire to go to europe like oh my God, I got to get to Europe. Like the way you do about Hawaii, right? Hawaii is like, I got to get to Hawaii. Like Europe was like, oh, it'd be cool to go. So this was a reason to go. And I would tell you that I loved every single minute of it. Um, if anybody has the ability to go, you should. And I can help you not make some mistakes that I made. 
Um, oh, see, Sarah was in the good seats. So, uh, yeah, I did not have a couple. I wonder if it was because I was too close. I don't even know. Maybe, maybe that's why. But uh, is the seating sized for Americans? The ones that I sat in were not. That is a very good point, though. My wife literally in Ireland uh, and England and Paris was like every obese person I see is an American. Like there's not really a whole lot of like large folk over there so um yeah we'll see but the trip was incredible ireland was amazing driving on the wrong side of the road was amazing uh london was cool i don't know that i would go back to london but there was a lot of amazing things we saw in london and then paris paris was kind of i mean paris you know the the, the city of romance right is what they say um it was kind of trashy so i mean you right, know I was waiting. I was going to ask. There, like Every time that I kind of look to go and I go and watch reviews, it's like, I don't know if I really want to go. So it's interesting yeah. you say that, man. Like Everybody talks like it's the perfect place. It's uh, it, it, So Ireland was wildly clean. There was no trash anywhere. There was there was a, every other store or every other door was a bar. There was no cops anywhere. There was nothing. Uh, London was about half of that with cops, right? So, which was cool and a bazillion people. Like it was incredibly, like the amount of people was overwhelming. And then Paris was graffiti. Like, uh, imagine walking around like the, Ireland to Paris was the difference between walking around Niagara Falls on the Canadian side and walking around Niagara Falls on the U S side. And that's the easiest way that I can describe it. Like the grass wasn't cut. The sidewalks were cracked. There was just trash everywhere. Things, there was graffiti on stuff. By about day two, you begin to respect, understand the beauty and like and realize the beauty of Paris. And a lot of it is in the age and how they've built that city and kind of what's happened. Um, the Eiffel Tower is incredible. But at the end of the day, it's a giant steel tower. It's not like the Giants Causeway in Ireland. It's not like the Tower of London in London. It, I mean, it's it's a, it's a giant steel tower. It's it's there's other things that you're just like, whoa, like that painting was painted in twelve hundred. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. it's. Yeah, so but yeah, the trip was amazing. The only downside was the Bills not winning that football game and 60,000 people walking down the same street to get to the same train station. That was crappy. But other than that, oh, man. yeah, the trip was amazing. The trip was So so that last part there was so what's worse, like leaving leaving Highmark right now with less parking after a primetime game or you See, know that's what you that's hard because i don't i don't live in that world so i i i parked for this giants game on the uh right side of southwestern heading east on southwestern before abbott right so wait there right there similar to where right near where louis hot dogs is is where i parked yep. so we got back to my truck mckenna and i did i pulled left like because there's no traffic coming that direction because everybody's going the other way i pulled left and i was home in about 14 minutes okay well, but that's because I live in Hamburg. If you yeah, live in if you if you live in Williamsville, <laughs> your experience is completely it's a whole different. different. <laughs> and it's like the time that we went to the the home opener against Pittsburgh, and we were trapped. Right, we went down there and parked, uh, and like they had Abbott oh closed, God, yeah. and then when they did open it, Abbott was just a parking lot. Like you could, and we sat there for what two hours, hour and a half, two Easy. hours, just waiting yeah. to move, and we couldn't get out. So I'll never do that again. I'll never park there, that, that yeah. close. Like that was yeah. I'll walk the mile, right and go to tailgates but yeah but yeah absolutely incredible if you or anybody else gets the chance to go uh don't take an uber across london because that takes about two and a half hours um take the tubes nobody told me about the tubes i didn't know anything about tubes and it's literally just tap and go so you literally just use your credit card tap the thing and it like it, it marks that you're here and then when you tap when you go out so it's like oh you went from here to here it's done and my understanding is talus the company that i work for Oh, this is wrong jacket. Uh, the, uh -oh. the company that I work for actually uh -oh. actually did that did that whole transportation system in London, which is really kind of cool. So yeah. Okay. Learn something new. So that way, <laughs> hey, don't Uber over there, guys. Don't, don't do Uber. It. Paris is just as bad. There's there's so th this is a fun story. So sorry everybody that's here for Bill's content. Uh we got out, we got off the plane at Heathrow Airport, 22 miles to our hotel. Not a big deal call an uber it was 98 dollars, and i was like oh that seems like a lot but we're gonna pay it right i don't have a car two and a half hours later we finally get there no interstates downtown london none there's no interstates in london at all we got in another uber later that night and we were telling that driver about it about and he goes oh yeah he goes it's impossible to get across he goes you should have taken the tubes which was great and then we were like the u.s isn't that way and he's like what do you mean we're like there's interstates in the city in this like all of the cities in the states he goes no 
Like he's like arguing with us. We're like, yes. He goes, you mean like two lane, like interstate, like three lane, four lane, five lane interstates downtown in not downtown, like, downtown, downtown, bro. City. Like in every city, uh, every city. Like, but our cities also weren't built in eleven hundred, right? <laughs> right. So it's just that's different. Bit. Yeah, a little bit different. So Paris the same way. My parents went to Rome. They said Rome is the same way. Like all, all the same way. It's just yeah, it's wild. So, anyways, let's talk football. Ugh, as I'm trying to let's get to it. Get my voice. Yeah. So yeah. Sorry about that. Sorry everybody. Um, I could talk for hours about the trip, and I'm sure Sarah could too, and so could anybody else that was there. It was a uh, pretty amazing. And it was great to go to the Bills backer stuff and like and hang out with like you know, people from the other side of the world that have been Bills fans that we kind of interconnected with and have been chatting with for a long time. So I did not get to see Sex and Dave, though. So I was upset about that, but it's all right. That's disappointing. Yeah. So welcome to everybody who has uh, joined us uh, as we took about 10 minutes of your life that you can't get back. Um, but we're going to talk about the Buffalo Bills. And we're going to talk a little bit about this Giants football game. And then we're going to press into the injury report. And then we're going to talk a little bit about the Patriots game that is uh, forthcoming. Um I feel like regarding the Giants game since so the rewatch for me was big. The difference between being in the stadium and rewatching it. Now you don't get to share that same experience. I would love to know if Sarah feels the same way having been there and then the rewatch cuz the rewatch didn't feel as bad to me as the actual sitting through the game in the stadium. I told John on Monday that a lot of that I thought maybe was due to the crowd. Even the crowd was a little bit weird. The crowd was the crowd was louder in London than it was uh, for the Giants game un up until the point where like the third quarter where even Mike Tirico on TV said, oh, and now the crowd is finally into it. It's like, yes, that's true. Like we weren't, the crowd was not really into that game. But I feel like, I, I think, I feel like I'm sticking to my guns on something I said on my show Sunday, which is had we won the game in London, I think we wouldn't be swallowing the pill of this escaping a victory against the Giants at home to Brian Dable like we are. I think I think we're taking it harder because we lost in London. Like if we'd won that game, I think we'd be able to excuse away the travel a little more. Like maybe they were tired, maybe they were just off. Versus, what the hell is going on? Maybe, and 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 that factors into a the first game, the travel there, and right. Maybe they weren't acclimated to everything oh, that so it factors in. But mm -hmm. the thing is that's concerning for me is is that okay? Yeah, we won, but for two weeks in a row now in the first mm -hmm. half and in the third quarter. So for the first three quarters of the game, the Buffalo bills don't look like the Buffalo bills. So for whatever reason that is, and I'm not saying mm -hmm. that we're bad yeah, during the game, I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm tweeting and I'm ticked off and I'm talking about Ken Dorsey, but the reality is they're going to figure it out, but mm -hmm. it's just disappointing when you watch these games and we're going against teams that, you know, we should be dominating. Like Dominate. if this, if this is how the Miami game looked, it would have been like, okay, wait a minute. Yeah. It, you yeah. Know, it would have been a completely different conversation if this was the yeah. Miami Dolphins. 100%. But the fact that this was the New York Giants, it gives me cause for concern because it's like, wait, if it's the Giants, like with Tyra, and no, all respect to Tyra. Everybody knows I love Tyrod Taylor. Me However, too. like, like we know, we know what to expect out of Tyrod Taylor. The defense only gave up nine points, three field goals. I have no beef with the defense. Mm -hmm. But for it to even be at a point to come to a last play where Tyrod Taylor could have won it, where they could have called interference or defensive holding, where they uh, could have given them another opportunity. <laughs> they could have given it to Saquon because the hole was there and he could have eased it. Like literally Absolutely. they snapped the ball and, and Tyrod's dropping back and Saquon fakes the handoff and the hole is there. And I'm like, Oh my God. Right. And then he throws it and I had a moment of relief. And then, yeah, but it, I think he was scared from the first half. Cause he got Dayball laid into him at the end oh, of the first half. Man. Like after all oh, he laid into him. So I think yeah. he probably was like, Nope, Nope. We're sticking to the plan. But even, <laughs> and I don't blame him. You're agreed. And even coming off the, yeah. off of the Jaguars game, just Steph, if there's one person who interviews on this football team from a player standpoint that I take to heart, the things he says, it's Stefan Diggs because Stefan Diggs, when he's at the podium, you feel what he's feeling. You believe what he's saying. Um, he's cautious in his words. Like when they ask him about the turf, he's like, I don't get to talk about stuff like that. They tell me to go play. I go play. Whereas Taron Johnson was like, we should never be playing on that field. Right. Um, but, but even Steph said, we didn't have a lack or we had a lack of urgency. And when you have a lack of urgency, there's a lack of execution and blah, 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 blah. So you kind of expect that stuff to be cleaned up. 
And then even Josh Allen in his presser today, you know, and I know you want to, or we want to talk about a little bit of that was talking to the effect of, you know, sometimes games like that make you realize you got to get back and focus on the things you need to focus on. And I'm like, hold up two weeks ago, three weeks ago, we throttled the dolphins. So you guys walked out of that game and we're like, we got this whole thing figured out like so much so that it's like, we're not going to dot I's and cross T's anymore. We're just going to go through the motions until we basically don't perform well. Then it's like, maybe we need to get back to studying. You know what I mean? Like, but then that's not what then good football around. teams do. That's not what good football teams do. It's not. And and then he turns around and, and everybody, know, I mean, hump day hotline, Buffalo rumblings. We are fans of Josh Allen. Uh, so mm-hmm. We love Josh Allen. Like, I just I want to Josh. make that super I love clear. Josh Allen. Like, I, I, I exactly like that's where we are. We love him. You tweeted every, however, week. like you tweeted every, every week. whether we win or lose, like you we tweeted. can lose a game. He can throw three interceptions. I love you, Josh. Like, I that's love right. this guy, mm-hmm. but criticism is fair. And, and today he just seemed really defensive. And, and I get it. You want to defend your guys. Ken Dorsey is his guy. He wants to defend him. Stefan Diggs is his guy. You want to defend him. And that's yep. fine. First of all, I'll defend Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs is not the problem with the no, offense. Him no. getting targets is not the problem. The problem is other guys getting targets or other guys not getting open. You throw it to one guy. Sarah and I were, were texting earlier about it, and she made a good point. She's like, get you know, get open. You throw it to one guy, it's tipped and it's intercepted. You throw it to another guy. God, I love God, Gabe Davis. He's fumbling. So at some point, then maybe Josh is like, you know what? I'm just going to throw it to Diggs. Yeah. Does that hurt? Yes, it does. But these guys got to start stepping up consistently for Josh. What, what, what made you just, you just gave your. Uh, it said somebody was banned and their comments removed. And I don't understand necessarily why, but um, something must bad must have been said, but it is what it is. So it, it looks like that person's back, but yeah, I don't know what happened. It's sorry. All, sorry. But- I don't know what it was. Yeah, but yeah, I don't either. But yeah, it's just a person that's here all the time. So I wasn't, I was like, maybe we re overreacted a little bit. I, I guess I would know I'm the overreaction guy. Um, <laughs> but, but, to, but to your point, um, you know, Stefan Diggs, and I know that's another topic as well. Let's, let's stay on the Josh Allen piece first and then we'll get to Steph, right? Because I think we want, we both want to talk about that too. Um, Jerry Ostrowski. Sarah's co-host for Line to Gain has been talking for the better part of a year about the fact that we don't lay enough blame at the feet of where sometimes the blame belongs. And there's an aspect of last year, I think that you, me, uh, hobbyist content creators like ourselves, the Bills media guys, everybody in the national media, nobody really wanted to kind of put the blame on Josh unless Josh said, my team can't win if the quarterback plays like crap. Like if I'm the problem, we can't win, which he started doing a little bit last year. And then this year... Well, you know what I'm saying? Like really kind of putting it on him. No, this I year, because I got this beat year. Up. So, this I mean, year, wait, I'm just saying, let me hold I gotta I'm, let me stand on business on that. I got beat <laughs> up about that, especially after the Bengals game. I got beat up on that. Like I, I'm talking before the the playoff game. I'm talking about but I'm just saying, game. like yeah. the, the interceptions. I went in on the fact that in, in yeah. the red zone, he's turning the ball over way too much. Yeah, he was doing times. things that he shouldn't have. So I mean, like, no, I laid in on him, right. and again, I still tweeted every week. I loved him. But, but, but this got, year, like, this year's been a little fair. different. Yeah, criticism's fair. But this year, it's been, it's been a little bit different. This year, more people are kind of leaning in on that. And I feel like the media is leaning in on that. Um, I mean, for God's sakes, all I said after the Jaguars game was, you know, you know, injuries and coaching aside, which means that, like, they're part of the problem. You know, Josh Allen was off the mark. Like, he's, you know, we need to put some of the blame on Josh because the, the first three quarters of that Jaguars game, was largely on him not giving his receivers the ability to do anything after the game or choosing the wrong receivers, of which you backed me up and of which I got trashed, drug hard. It like to the point where it was even coming out la- this week. Like people were like, oh yeah, you said that last week about whatever. You know what? Because people only look at stats. He had 359, two touchdowns. And okay, he did. In the last four minutes of the game. Of them in the four- right. <laughs> so it's like, wait, that doesn't mean he had a good game. He had a great quarter. Right. Let's talk about the game. Like he didn't, we he lost, didn't have a great, so he didn't have a great quarter. He had a great four minutes as far as that goes. Um, and then this this week as well, the offense is sputtering. Not sputtering, but not necessarily able to execute the way that they need to. I just don't necessarily know what he expects from us. Does he expect us to be like, you know, it's it's a win? Which maybe we need to be in that camp of 
hey, wins are hard to come by in the NFL, and sometimes you're going to get your butt kicked. You're going to get. We we lived in that space a couple of years ago. The Bills are now in a situation where we're going to get the best from every opponent, right? And obviously, Dable knows the Bills. I don't think he knows the Bills as well as people want to say he knows the Bills. Yes, it's his offense and his basis or base, but it's not the same offense he ran anymore. Like this offense has morphed. Go ahead. And and let's just be honest too. A lot of times, like yes, let's let's give honest um credit to coaching, but let's also be honest and say it comes down to just man lining up across from the next man. Yeah. Like in the Buffalo Bills are a more talented team than the yeah. New York Giants. Yeah. Top to bottom. So the expectation to this game, it's to me, it's not even about coaching. It's not about Brian Dayball being, you know, having knowledge of who Josh is and having knowledge of Dayball or or Ken Dorsey's system. To me, that's not it. It's about exactly what everybody is talking about. The conversation of we weren't focused. The effort just wasn't quite there initially and yeah, whatever. Yeah. That's what it was because the Bills are, come on, we we know that, well, right? Like, to, your, to your point, and, you know, people can yab up me with the comment I'm about to make, right? However, for mm-hmm. four years, and John Fina will say it, he says it all the time, for four years, the Buffalo Bills on offense ran four plays. Four. People couldn't stop them. I mean, yes, people did at the last game of the season, but by and large, you knew what they were going to do against you and because they Mm -hmm. manned up and they beat the guy across the line of scrimmage from them. They ran basically four plays every game for four years and just annihilated people because they knew what they could do and what they wanted to do, and they beat the guy across the line of scrimmage. As far as Josh Allen, I think I think the part that I have a problem with is him coming to the media and saying, I don't have an opinion on what people think. I don't, you know, I don't read Twitter. I don't, you know, I've gotten off of Instagram, blah, 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 blah. And then when a press guy, a Bills beat reporter, says to him, you know, people seem to be having an issue with or taking, you know, yada yada as the way the offense has been playing recently. And he then makes the comment, Well, there's a lot of at-home offensive coordinators to seem it seemed like they know more about this than we do when they don't know the play call, they don't know the yeah. blocking assignments. They don't. And I think that's, I think that's garbage. I think that's yeah, literally garbage. Yes, we don't know, but you've set a bar, right? You've set a standard, not only Josh, but this team has set a standard for what we are to expect. Mm-hmm. And you can't come out and say a, a win or a loss like that puts us in a situation where we realize we need to pay more attention to the details and then out the other side of your mouth say, well, none of you know what you're talking about because you're not offensive coordinators and you don't do this for a living and you don't know the play calls or what's going on. Right. Does that make sense? So you're, cause in one side no. you're admitting it. You, on one side you're going hundred percent. We got a problem on the other side. He's going, shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. Well, which is it? Do you're we- lashing out. Now you're right. lashing out at, the the media your fans right. uh the, you know just the people who are critiquing you and here's the thing criticism does not mean that guys that like again we we get we preface this by saying we love them you know what i, I mean love, but love josh allen th- this is this is one of those things that right now look first three quarters they didn't look good last week first three quarters they didn't look good just because i don't play football at in the national football league doesn't mean i can't watch the game and say Oh, they didn't score points in the first three quarters. That's bad. <laughs> like zero. I'm used to the Bills, and and you just said it. They they set an expectation. Josh said it in his pressure today. We want to score every time we touch the ball. Yep. We've seen the Bills yep. actually have games where they've scored every time. Every they, time they didn't the punt. Ball. They didn't punt. So Several. like they had more than one no punt game. They've they had more than one. They had more than one. So you can't. You can't give us this expectation of what the offense is supposed to look like with Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, Gabriel Davis, James Cook, Dalton. You can't give us this offense and then say, well, you you know, it's a lot of coach offensive. Josh, come on, man. We love you. We ju- just have these expectations that you set. You right. came in here and decided to be a beast. You started jumping over linebackers and scoring touchdowns and making us understand how good it is to have an offense that's amazing again. We didn't have it. We had EJ, all due respect, we had EJ Manuel. And we had offenses that we were happy to get the win. Yeah. Now we're not happy to get the win because we know what Josh Allen is like. Yeah, Come on. You got to love us, Josh. Love us back. Don't do that to us. To your point, Tyrod Taylor being one of those guys. And <clears throat> I would I would venture to say two things. Number one, it's surprising to me how noticeable the step is that Tyrod has lost 
because if you remember seven years ago when he was here, the way he would run and use his legs was Josh Allen esque, Mike Vick esque, like like beat you with yeah. his legs. Uh, and oh, by the way, had he not lost that step, we were probably having a different conversation right now because the times oh, that he broke away from the pocket, he was caught, sure. and he would not have been caught if it was Tyrod seven years ago. Like for sure, yeah. But but Tyrod is Tyrod. But yet to your, it's yeah, it's just. And it goes back to the other topic as well, getting back to Stefan Diggs, right? So, you know, Josh Allen, you know, they asked him in his post-game presser, you know, why did Stefan Diggs get tw targeted 12 times in the first half or whatever? And he's like, well, he's open. Which then parlays into that conversation, that question, is Stefan Diggs getting targeted too much? Is there a, is there a, there's definitely too little. We saw too little Stefan Diggs the last six, seven little. games of the season last year, including the playoffs. There's definitely too little. Is there too much? I guess is the is the is the question that I would ask you, and then I'll respond in, with my thoughts. I think that there there can be a too much if it's literally a force feeding thing. So if it's literally just like like okay, I'm not gonna pay attention to anybody, and I'm just gonna target Steph. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Life moves pretty fast. Are you drinking water that can keep up? Smartwater Alkaline has everything you need to stay hydrated, no matter where your day takes you. Whether you're pitching a tent or your next big idea, Smart Water Alkaline can help you perform your best. It delivers a pure, crisp taste that makes it the perfect chaser after a big workout. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smart Water Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. I can see how some people probably feel like that because there were a couple plays where Steph wasn't quite open and Josh was like, nope, Steph's my guy. He's down there somewhere. Right. Yep. So, exactly. So, I, I can I can see that. But again, one of the things that I'm seeing um, is that week to week, there's an inconsistency when it comes to how guys play. Go and look at Dawson Knox's receptions and yardage. He hasn't hit 25 yards in mm -hmm. a game. Go and look at Kincaid's. He, he's been the better tight end, but he hasn't been great. I think his best is uh, his best outing was 46 yards which is good for a rookie tight end, but we're, we've preached this 12 personnel and we've preached how much we're going to use both of these guys. And one guy hasn't had over 25 yards and the other hasn't had, he hasn't touched 50. Mm -hmm. So, so when we're talking about like, okay, is Diggs being targeted too much? How about, how about this is where the criticism of Dorsey comes. It's not that we're saying Dorsey is bad. We understand that we have the third most points, but again, those came in three games. But we understand that we have the third most points. The thing is, with those third most points, how about Dorsey? Let's call up some plays where Josh is option. Like mm. I get it. He mm. like he has progressions that he goes through. But mm -hmm. but call a play where his option is Dalton Kincaid, where it's like no, this is Kincaid's route. We know he's going to win this every single time that we right. see this coverage on right. defense. Let's put it. Get him. Get him the ball. Like do do things to give guys the ball because when it when it comes down to it when when we're going the way it's going Steph is gonna he's got and and you look at the last four games he's had a hundred plus yards because he's had mm -hmm. all of these targets and he's gonna do that all season he's gonna end yep. up with seventeen hundred yards fifteen touchdowns and he's gonna be a top three wide receiver this league this season but I need to see Gabe Davis I need to see and yep. he has good games Trent good games. Deontay Hardy. I need to see Trench. I need to see him. I need to yep. see Khalil Shakir. I need to see look, James Cook. I love what I love the run game. Mm. I need to see them get him more involved in the pass game. And I, I, like, I just need to see more creativity that we were seeing at one point last year. At mm. the beginning of the season last year, man, I was so in love with the Bills offense. That first like three, four games of the, the year last season, yep. I was That's in love. Like, like, dude, I, if we could have just maintained that type of, and I'll get it, Josh hurt his elbow, so it was a little more difficult for him to, to, to those, throw mm -hmm. those intermediate. Yep. I get it. Yep. But, man, that was a – tell me it wasn't perfect. It was the perfect offense. It was great. There seems to be something missing from this offense. And uh, dare I say <laughs> – excuse me. Dare I say it, it feels very much like the only person that Josh trusts is Stephon Diggs in this offense which is a problem, right? I mean, it's it, 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 whether it's I, it, the only person that Josh trusts to catch the ball, to be in the right spot, 
to run the right route, right? There was mm-hmm. there was a nuance and there was a there was just a, another level of unspoken communication between Stefan Diggs, John Brown and Cole Beasley, Stefan Diggs, Emmanuel Sanders and Cole Beasley. And then you added Dawson Knox kind of into that mix. And Dawson played well as as well. Where they just from a nuanced standpoint, and I said this on my show, I said this on on the Phoenix show, and I don't know that anybody gets it. I'm not saying <clears throat> Peyton came back to me and, and was like, the Bills are actually like leading the league in third down percentage, completely like third down conversions. I'm like, great, that's not what I'm talking about. When it was third and 15, third and 12, third and 17, third and 22, Josh Allen would drop back. And when he let the ball go, it wasn't even an expectation. I knew the person that was about to catch the football was open and was going to catch the football every time. You know what I'm saying? Like if Josh was throwing, if it's third and 22 and Josh is doing this, that person is open. Like, and it's a first down. And now when it's third and eight, I'm like, I don't know that he's going to be able to find an open receiver on this team that isn't named Stefan Diggs. Well, guess what? When you look at the offensive output for the last two games, there hasn't been. There hasn't We've been. punted the ball. We haven't scored. So, again, this is where the criticism comes from because what you're talking right. about is right. absolutely right. There were t- third and 22. You see Josh wind up, man. Cole Beasley, first down. Right. Right. Bring that. Some, somebody said that Somebody said that this week. I can't remember who who was it. Somebody said it, and I, I didn't mean to clap back necessarily but somebody was like oh you know what josh really needs is somebody that can get open like you know consistently five to seven yards i'm like oh cole beasley the same guy we were missing last year so what you're telling me is this offense is still missing somebody to live in that role right that cole beasley role because cole made this offense go i'm I'm just talking crap i'm talking crap i know his contract i'm just talking what's wild about that whole situation is even in the giants game what's not being talked about and i said it briefly on one of the shows that I did was that what was also missing was in the Giants game was they didn't take anything that the defense just gave them there were no just like dump offs to the flat like all of that like we're just going to take what the defense gives us which they have done all season they did not do in that football game every time they do it they're blowing the other team out and then you know the other thing that that this is the thing that gets me too. Josh Allen leads the league in every category when it comes to right. play action passing. What play action passing. <laughs> like, but but then we'd go two games in a row where we don't even do it. Like he That's literally, wrong. he's perfect. His his quarterback rating is literally 153. Like it's perfect. Yeah. It's perfect. Why are we not putting him in the situations where he's perfect? Like I get it, he's good and great in so many ways. Put him where he's perfect, man. Like, <sighs> did you did you see Ken Dorsey's? Uh, I don't remember who asked him the question. Uh, I responded to the tweet. Ken, Ken Dorsey's uh, answer to if there were plays that he, I think it was the one if there were plays he'd like to have back, and he just kind of like, uh, mm, uh, mm, like just didn't know what, <laughs> didn't know what to we say. It, you remember the tweet where when like Trump was talking and they made it like into a song? It was like Songify or something yes, like that. Yes, they yeah. got to do that Ken Dorsey thing and that. I, I'm going to try to find it. And, and do <laughs> there's just that there's an aspect of like you understand, you know, you know, fourth and inches work or third and inches works. Uh, historically, third and inches has worked with this offense because Josh Allen was going to run the football. And if he yeah, didn't run the football, there was the threat that he was going to run the football, which made four, third and inches work in the shotgun. Third and inches is not working in the shotgun now because defenses are like, you're going to run the football and it won't be with that guy. Which comes to another conversation. <laughs> What's that? No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. But I mean, but oh. it's also the way we run the football too. Right. It's, it's third and one. Instead of handing it off, just go straight up the gut. You're going to yeah. do this delayed, dumbass pitch. Yeah. Oh my God. What is... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. What is but, but my not trying to change the subject, but going down a different road at the end of the day, we're not running Josh Allen strategically now because we don't want him to. Meanwhile, the last two times he's gotten injured, he's gotten injured in the pocket, not running the football. So including this last game when he hurt his shoulder, there's mm-hmm. something to be said for what this offense is with Josh Allen running the football and kind of bringing that element to it and what it does to the rest of the field. And I said on my show, and Trish ripped it down as kind of like a short video for me, and I was a little bit embarrassed about it because I never know. Like, I don't get the opportunity to tell her 
like what I want her, like what take I want her to do. She just, and I told her when I hired her, look, whatever I say, whatever you think that the, whatever you think the take is for that weekend, rip it down, put it out there. And she put the thing out there about, I, I simply just said, we've seen Josh Allen make amazing plays with his arm, with his legs. And now it seems like they're turning him into a game manager. I just, it just, and I feel like it's affecting the rest of the game. It's no longer go out there and be dangerous. It's now go out there and just make the right play. And I don't know that that necessarily works with who he is. And I understand that I'm the guy. Joe Miller is the guy that said week one, maybe letting Josh be Josh is a bad thing. So I don't know where to fall in all this, but it's clear that letting Josh be Josh is a bad thing. And just making Josh but is it? be mechanical, which we talked about but- in a text group, right? be mechanical i don't know that that's a good idea either See, i don't i don't know if i like the mechanical because like we're saying it's bad but but is it like we've been to the afc championship we've we've lost to the chiefs in the divisional round which was the super bowl that one year to me the 13 seconds you know what i mean like it was the best game of the playoffs then you're talking about like the bills have been 13 and 3 14 like the bills have been good when right. josh has been josh so i get it he has turnovers i get it but at the same time with those turnovers, it's because he's taking those chances and we're and we're we're scoring the ball. What we're seeing, what we're seeing these last couple of weeks, whether it's because the guys are tired, whether it's because they're not focused on the details, like they said in the pressers, whatever the reason is, we're not seeing Josh be that guy. And like you said, they're absolutely taking the run away from him. And when when that threat of Josh Allen running over mm-hmm. people is not mm-hmm. there, the defense is more comfortable to try. Now it hasn't. It hasn't worked the entire season, but these last two games, the, the the Giants kept us to 14 points. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. And there's nothing, and there's nothing. I mean, the one dude played out of his mind, right? He played the game of his career. Um, Okika, whatever, whatever his name is. I can't remember his name. I apologize. Um, I just, yeah, there's, <laughs> there's just, there's something going on That's schematically. It. It is what it is. Josh uh, Bills Fever says Josh has too much talent to be acting like Treadward, Trent Edwards out there. It's it's absolutely true. Like he, yes, a hundred percent. There's just something going on schematically with what they're trying to get him to do, or trying to make him do, or him trying to stay calm. There's got to be a balance. There's got to be a balance between sugar high, hair on fire, nine thousand miles an hour, Tom Cruise, Maverick, right guy versus. <laughs> You know, uh, I'm not even going to say Kirk Cousins because sometimes the guy that we see is like the last two games, he hasn't even been Kirk Cousins. Like Kirk Cousins has more emotion than Josh has had the last two games. I, there's got to be a balance between you know, it. There's got to there's be the ability to flip, flip the switch. There's got to be a time does when that it's bother like, you? Support for this episode comes from Viator. Sure, a good souvenir is always fun, but it's the experiences that people love the most about traveling. When you get back home, that t-shirt might fade and that snow globe might break, but it's those once-in-a-lifetime memories that will last. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like architectural sightseeing, snorkeling excursions, sunset cruises, and so much more. With Viator, you can reserve everything from simple tours to thrilling adventures with over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries. Whether you're a foodie, a history buff, or an adrenaline junkie, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you can have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Make memories that will last forever with Viator. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. What's that? In his presser, Josh actually said that, and I wish I had the clip ready. Um, in his pressure, presser, Josh said, you know, I got to maintain, um, I got to, I know guys look at me and and I have to maintain and right. getting back to like enjoying myself out there and having fun. And over the summer, there was a lot of criticism about certain things that, that was going on and what he yep. was doing on and off yep. the field as far as yep. commercials. I'm not criticizing the commercials, but a lot of people were questioning whether or not he was into it. 
And he came out and said, I'm more focused on football now than I've ever been. And I, and I took him for his word. A lot of us took him for his word. But now you fast forward to going into week seven and he's saying, yeah, I got to I got to work on like, you know, being happy again, playing the game. You know, I don't want to misquote him. That's why I said I wish I had the, no. the quote ready. But that was the setting. I remember what, I remember the, the, the point you're talking about. And when he said that. My first. Josh has gone through a lot in the last nine months so between everything that happened last year with the team damar you know at the end of the day a very very long relationship in his life has ended um and i think what we lose sight of sometimes and this is what i was thinking when he said that is the dude's 26 do you remember when you were 26 i'm 50 you're a lot closer to 26 than i am Mm -hmm. like my emotions swung with the wind you know what I mean? Like as far as like, and if there was a bad breakup and I know he's got a new love interest, that's kind of like blossoming and, and beaming, but I could, I could even imagine the weight that he has to carry right week in and week out year to year being the face of not only a franchise in the NFL, the, the probably the greatest organization in this country, as far as like, when you look at what it does, the money that it makes, blah, 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 never loses a dollar ever when you talk about earnings reports the nfl does one thing straight up right they just make Every money time. it's a casino Every is time. all it is and, and at the same time not only is he the face of that but he's the the face of an entire city and oh by the way he has a relationship that ended, ended kind of badly and i don't i don't i don't any man worth his salt and i'm going to say that any man worth his salt that has a relationship that ends he feels it even if it has to end he still feels it right and it was public it was, it was super public. public, like like the way, you know, Buffalo, uh, we're the type of town. It's like everybody who knows her and, and knows him, like it's just a, it's a small town. So it, it felt a whole lot heavier as well. It's not your typical breakup where it's just really you and your circle of friends. It was like every time you're on Instagram, every time you're on TMZ, every time you're on Twitter, all you see is Josh Allen and girlfriend and Josh Allen, new girlfriend and Josh. And it's yep. just like this guy can't live a life. He, he can't process his life on any level personally. And it has to suck, man. Like it, so this, like it has to suck. All of that to say that this is the first time he's in this situation as a Buffalo Bill, as a professional quarterback, where he's basically going home to an empty house because Britt was always there, right? So whether regardless of how the relationship was going, he was going home to home. And now home is a little different. So all that to say, I don't, I, it, it feels like things are, getting back to football getting back to his passion getting back to all the stuff which is all the stuff that you said it feels like something is just not in uncorrectable just maybe a little bit off is that fair yeah it is and 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 i think both of us can agree that uh going forward like we expect the team to to, you know the team is good we got the we have the pieces we have the guys on offense we're healthy you know, and, and yeah. hopefully that that stays the same throughout the year. Um, we just have to figure out a couple things that we're not connected on. It's going to it's going to get better. And I think this week, I think the next two games, I think, are good games for it to happen. This is a great transition going to the Patriots game. I mean, this is a get right game. Um, yes, it, it just feels to me like we have the pieces. But I texted you a couple weeks ago and you were like, I'm not sure that I agree with that. Um, and it, they just don't feel consistent enough to be like one of those teams. It just feels like they're not as consistent as they used to be. Now they're just a team that middles around, wins good good games, has great pieces versus being a team that's like, no, that team's going to kick your ass and they're going to beat everybody every week. Mm-hmm. That's just who they are. That's who they were. They're not really that now. And I'm not saying that they can't catch fire week 12 and make a run and win the Super Bowl. That's not what I'm saying. And maybe that's what they're trying to gear up for. Maybe they're trying to put the pieces in place so that they get hot at week 13, right? We're going to get in the playoffs. We'll get hot at week 13. We'll make a run. We'll do what we're supposed to do. Bang, it'll be done versus being dominant and running out of gas at the end. I, I don't know. I'm just, it's just, a, it's just a weird, unsettling place for us as Bills fans, I feel like, compared to where we've been 20, starting in 2020, when it was like, holy crap, this team is really good. And that quarterback yeah. is amazing. That's what happens with when you become a winning, a consistently winning organization. Patriots yeah. fans weren't always un- insufferable. 
You know what I mean? Like they went through a decade and a half or or almost two decades of Tom Brady being amazing and winning Super Bowls for a quarter of the time that he was there. And when you win that much, you get used to it. And Bills fans are now starting to get used to winning. So, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, look, when you got spoiled kids, it's because you spoiled them. Josh, it's your fault, bro. Like, (laughs) I'm just saying he can't get mad. You know, you can't get mad that the fans have an expectation. The because reason I want it. Starbucks is because you bought me Starbucks bought every me Starbucks. day. <laughs> every time I got any of my dogs with me and they see Starbucks, they expect a puppuccino. They expect it because I because I spoil them. That was on me. So I can't get mad when they it's like, OK, all right. You know, <laughs> just saying. I got but these Patriots chest cold. I'm sorry. And you're making me laugh. This is absolutely. I'm sorry. That's the best segment. That's the best segment this show has had in four years, right there. Every time I go to but Starbucks, ain't it true though? It is true. It's, it's true. It's like, come on, Josh. Like, I don't think we're even asking for anything like that's outrageous here. We're saying that something that he said himself. Like, we expect to score the ball every time we score. We're not going to score every time we get the ball. So we have to just fix the things to be more efficient. Nobody is expecting the Bills every game to score fifty points, sixty mm. points. We we don't expect that, but we expect more to fourteen against the. The New York Giants. We expect, expect you to beat the Jacksonville the first, Jaguars. Fourteen points I in the first half of both of those games. I expect, I expect fourteen points 14. in the first half. Right? I mean, you are absolutely right. Yeah, you I mean, are absolutely I right. I don't expect bagels like zero. No, like you jo- have, a Josh Allen quarterback team should never score zero points in a half. Six quarters, five bagels, man. Five bagels. It's crazy. Speaking it's of crazy. bagels, let's move on to real quick as we're getting <laughs> as we're closing in on the end of the show. That was great. By the way, that was great. Um, The Buffalo Bills are headed to New England to face the New England Patriots. And um, not only did the Patriots go 30 drives without finding the red zone, which is amazing, (laughs) like amazing. Um, There's a lot of conversation and talk about Bill Belichick tarnishing his legacy. Um, I made the statement to I don't remember who it was I tweeted back at. It was either Kyle Brandt or somebody like that, that like, I'm just going to say it, that I feel like Bill Belichick is not the greatest head coach like in NFL history. It might be Mike Tomlin, who has never registered a season under 500 and has made chicken salad out of chicken crap his entire not his entire career, but a lot. Um, The Bills are rolling into New England, and I expect nothing less than for them to Sterling Furrow dog walk them. Yes. Absolutely. I mean, we're uh, five and one over our last six meetings, you know, after obviously after Tom Brady left, the Bills took over the division and the Patriots just the dominance just left when Tom Brady left. And at this point, you know, I know Miami is still first in the division for a week. I think they're going to lose to the Eagles. I think we're going to win. Things are going to flip flop, whatever. It's early in the season. But um, the Patriots, they're, they're they're in the basement of the division at this point. So I expect Stefan Diggs to have a big NFL. They are. The Texans are better than the Patriots. They might be looking for the first overall pick. They might be fighting for that first overall pick. And that's insane to think about a Bill Belichick coached team. The Mm -hmm. Patriots are in conversation for that number one overall pick. But it's a a lot of interesting storylines, though, because what happened to Ramondre Stevenson? Like he was my favorite. I know it's, it's, it's blasphemy to say favorite Patriot last year, but I loved watching the way he ran the ball. Um, along with Judon on defense. I know some Bills fans think that he's dirty. He's a great player. I, the guy, yeah, yeah. he he did his thing. So, yeah. you know, what happened? Uh, it, I know Judon's injured, but, I mean, uh, Stevenson fell off a cliff. What the heck happened to Mac Jones? He wasn't great, but he wasn't. Thi- like, what well, are we seeing it- over the last couple of weeks? Well, let's keep in mind that, you know, they've got a new offensive coordinator in in uh, uh, O'Reilly. O'Brien, right? O'Brien's back. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yep. so there's an aspect of who knows what they're trying to change. But I mean, there's conversation oh. about Mac Jones not even making it through the complete game last week. Maybe not making it through a complete game this week. There's conversations about who the Bills might even see. Like, are the are the are the are the did the Patriots know what Mac Jones is going to give them against the Buffalo Bills, and do they pull a fast one at the last minute and throw a different quarterback <laughs> out there? Like, I mean, are they grasping at straws that much? Is kind of the question we're at right now, but. It's just a bad. bad football. I mean, I'm sure you saw Rex Rex Ryan's cut, right? No. Did you see Rex? You did not see Rex Ryan's cut. Oh my no. god! I wonder if I can find it. I don't know if I can find it. Rex Ryan. I don't had even a con- know if I want to. Like, well, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. No, Rex Ryan just had a conversation just about like um, on the Patriots. Uh, 
as far as like who they are right now and i don't know if i can find it but i'll see what i can do but uh, uh give me a second so i don't yeah what are your expectations oh here it is right here look at that it came right up uh let me see if i can <laughs> present yes is what i want and then i want share screen look at me being a uh, old man guy here so here we go uh yeah right is your number one takeaway this team that. sucks like that's my <laughs> i'm telling you they stink they absolutely stink where is the where's the fight where's the energy where's the passion yeah like, i don't see it okay now i don't now i don't know how to get rid of this screen because i'm old <laughs> yo i love rex man i love rex so much like he was horrible as a head coach in buffalo but on tv i'm telling you he's gold they need to give him his own show i know he has a podcast he needs a show like that guy needs a show He's, this uh, he's incredible. Sucks. This team yeah, sucks. <laughs> so, and then Josh I, comes out today, and, and I know it's it, you don't want to give bulletin board material, but this is a very tough team, and we know you know. Mm. Josh, come on, man, you got those expectations. I, I want to yeah. see him this week, man. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, so before we get into predictions and whatnot, let's let's real quick. What are your expectations from this football team this weekend? And then I'll give you mine. Um, Bill, Bills, so wait, so, Patriots. Bills versus Patriots. So as far as game plan, yeah, just what are you expecting to see? I mean, I, I don't want to, I don't want to lead into the stuff that I'm going to say and then take, yeah. So I, I got you, I got you. So, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so offensively, offensively, I expect to see somewhat of the game plan that uh, the Buffalo Bills used against uh, the Raiders. Mm -hmm. Just you know, the defense is beat up. They, I think today you know it's wednesday so for those listening on podcast this is being done wednesday night that they had like 20 guys that was either not practicing or practicing in limited capacity on the injury report in new england today like that's insane they're beat up wow. and the buffalo bills are beat up too but the buffalo bills having our beat up roster is a whole lot better when you got puna ford at your defensive tackle versus some of the guys that the patriots have uh, so and i know it was supposed to be a topic but when you've got Dorian Williams and Terrell Bernard playing you know, like there, we didn't get a chance to talk about it, but wow, could we, there's probably an opportunity for us to talk about these two guys feeding off of each other, but go ahead. You know what? I, well, I'll say real quick, cause I said it on code of conduct. I'll say it again here on hump day hotline. I was 100% wrong. We will not. Same. And we do not miss Tremaine Edmonds. Same. I love Tremaine Edmonds. Y'all know how much I love Tremaine Edmonds. I'm going to always root for him, but look, the Buffalo Bills did a good job drafting a guy I thought was undersized and I thought two couldn't guys. play the position. Two guys. They drafted two guys that was under undersized. Uh, Matt Milano goes down with an injury. To me, the linebacker position was going to be in shambles. I was wrong. I'm going to just tell you right now, Thanks. Sean McDermott is like the Pied Piper of linebackers. I don't know what it is. This guy just – he he's a, he's amazing when it comes to – I mean, he just – he just – he gets the best linebacker or guys play – in, at the linebacker position out of their minds when they're in the Sean McDermott system. So, no, bravo to the Bills. I was wrong, and I, I – look, go Bills. Like, for real. Like, you can't say anything else. Yeah. So, anyways, getting back to your expectations for this football game. <clears throat> Did you finish up? Well, yeah. So, well, no, I was just saying, I think – so, what we talked about in a way there, I know you just said we don't want to see Josh be a game manager, but I think they're going to not necessarily make him a game manager, but he's going to take what the defense gives him. I think it's going to be one of those games – like that, even Miami, I, I don't feel like he really pressed the issue in that game. I feel like Miami was trying to be aggressive in some areas and, and we just kind of exploited where they were doing too much. I got to back you up. I feel it's not about a game managing and letting Josh be Josh. I feel like there's a you should go into every football game unless you're playing the Chiefs or the Eagles. Wanting Josh to be a game manager. And then there's a moment in the game potentially where you're like, we're going to let the dogs loose. Josh, mm -hmm. go F some stuff up, right? I mean, shouldn't it just be that? Like, is, isn't that the game plan for every week? You know, we're playing the me. Lions this week. Josh, we want you to game manage, take what the defense gives you, and if we find ourselves down by 13 points, go F some shit up. No, nah, see, to me, I want you to F shit up from the very beginning. Come out the gate <laughs> and beat these dudes down so that way Josh and Steph can sit in the fourth quarter. Like, I want I want guys to play less throughout the season 
So that when you start taking quarters away because you are up by four touchdowns going into the fourth. So Josh, like at the beginning of last season, he didn't play the fourth quarter against the Titans. The next game that next week, he didn't play the fourth quarter against whoever was. Let's let's start taking guys out the lineup in the fourth. So come out the gate and just beat these dudes down. That's what I want to see every week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Matt Bynum says, what do we think of Steve Smith (laughs) blasting Jerry Judy? Uh, First of all, um, Jerry Judy deserved it. Steve Smith is a Hall of Fame wide receiver. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Life moves pretty fast. Are you drinking water that can keep up? Smartwater Alkaline has everything you need to stay hydrated, no matter where your day takes you. Whether you're pitching a tent or your next big idea, Smartwater Alkaline can help you perform your best. It delivers a pure, crisp taste that makes it the perfect chaser after a big workout. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smart Water Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Period. And when that dude talks, if your name is Jerry Judy and you haven't made the Hall of Fame yet, you listen to what Steve Smith says. (laughs) And the thing is, as an analyst, Steve Smith, as a wide receiver analyst, like as one of the best wide receivers to play the game of all time, as a wide receiver analyst, there's not many times that I've ever heard him be wrong about a wide receiver. It even and goes even when further he, than that. He was, he was counted out. as He wasn't even a wide receiver. He was a special was teams even, guy that they threw it out at wide receiver because he had was nobody else. He was a he monster. Was a he was an absolute and, and so, monster. And, and the thing mm. is, I understand that some people might not understand the the type of like love that he gets is a little aggressive. Some people might like not it. get it, but Steve like Smith it. loves on these guys around the NFL. If you if you talk to any of those guys, they'll tell you like Steve Smith will go and help out any wide receiver from any team. He critiques their tape. He gives them pointers on how to be better. And this was just one of those situations where Jerry Judy was being immature and he couldn't take some constructive criticism. Yep. And he got in his feelings. And then Steve Smith, I mean, you know, hey, he let him have it for real. And I. I applaud him. I, I I get it. Some people probably look at it like that was not the way to do it on national TV or whatever. I look if Jerry Judy could could show himself the way he did on national TV while they were doing that segment. I'm gonna get him. I'm just one of the greatest uh, spots in TV history, sports TV history for me. It, it was an NFL Network just commercial about the NFL, and it's. Steve Smith cameras in his face and he's like, and it's, it's a sideline bit, but it's like, it's, it's replaying that. And it, I don't know if you remember, but he's like, it's awful quiet over there on that sideline. They're reading up, they're reading up on Steve Smith. And I was like, yes, sir. They should be reading up on Steve Smith. That's exactly right. I, I don't know that I necessarily disagree with anything you said as far as expectations for this game. Um, Defense. I just don't. What are your expectations there? Defense, I, I, it, it, I find it hard pressed for the Patriots to score in this football game. The the yeah. Bills' defense is playing well, right? And, and that's what's getting lost in all of this. Is you know we're criticizing the offense as much as we are, but I think you know the complimentary part of the football is not happening. And Josh did that in his post game. Like breakdown of the team. Hey, you, yep, yep. Yeah, you all carried us. Thank you. We need to do better. He, they owned it, which was great. Uh, this defense is playing lights out right now. Lights for, out. For lights out. Light I don't out. have. I don't have any complaints about like there's like you know plays here or there, but you're gonna have game or plays during games. Mm-hmm. Look, I have no complaints on the defense. PFF, you're crazy. Whoever did that. Uh, ranking on my guy Ed Oliver this week. There's no way you watched that and felt like he was a 36.2 or whatever it was. Insane, insane. Yeah, yeah. we got to chill on the on the uh, the penalties though. We really yeah. got to chill on penalties. Uh, the pe- yeah, well they need to stop throwing flags. But uh, I think it's time for the train horns. Train horns. You ready? <laughs> there it is. Um, it is this show. This is when I give our uh, Josh Allen stat line and our game prediction or our score prediction. Joe just kind of almost told you. He said he don't think they're going to score. Well, let's start with Josh Allen like we normally do. Uh, okay. So when it comes, let's get your Josh Allen stat line. Uh, let us know what you think his yards and touchdowns and all that stuff will be. And then after that, we're going to move on to a game score prediction. So, uh, Joe, let me, let me hear I think- that. 
I think Josh Allen does what he does against the Patriots. I think he eats in this football game. There's just something about getting up. I think Fox, uh, Foxborough, much like Hard Rock Stadium, is the second home for him. He does not have the trouble against the, the Patriots and the Dolphins that he has against the Jets for whatever reason that is. Obviously, it's the defensive scheme and the players that he has to face. But I, I got Josh at about 345. Uh, in this game, he's probably pushing 70% completions, whether it's 68 or it's 72, uh, and more than likely four touchdowns. Everybody that has been texting me from work uh, that basically are not Bills fans tell me that you know that they're giving me a hard time because Josh is their quarterback on their fantasy team, and he's been sucking lately. I'm like, the dude had two touchdowns. What do you want from him? Um, uh, I think they're all going to be pleasantly happy getting back into the win column in their fantasy teams this week. Uh, so for me, 340. Uh, like four touchdowns, maybe one one is a rushing touchdown and about sixty eight percent completions. I'm a, I'm gonna agree with you on everything except I'm gonna say it's gonna be like like seventy six percent completion. I think it's gonna be one of those games where he's taking what's easy and then he's hitting Gabe and Steph in mm-hmm. stride. Like it's just gonna be it's gonna be ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And and then like I said, they got J C Jackson back. Please tell me a time that J C Jackson has ever been able to cover Stephon Diggs even with a blanket. He has not I- been able to do it. I was floored by that. I heard that on the radio uh, yesterday or today. They were like, J.C. Jackson will be covering Stephon Diggs. I was like, he's a charger. When did J.C. – how did I miss J.C. Jackson going back to the Patriots? What happened? I think it was last week or the week before. It, it, he was inactive, and, um, it, like, it was a bunch of drama out there. Like, they wouldn't – they refused to play him, so he was confused by that, so he requested to be traded. They sent him back to New England. And then I don't know if you saw uh, McCole Hartman got traded back to the Patriots. I mean, back to the uh, Chiefs. I did not see that. So, I mean, it's just a bunch of reunions reunited and it feels so good for those guys. Hopefully it works, but it's just like, it's all craziness. Like what you go back. I just, it works out for the teams that got rid of them in the first place. Cause now they have them back on cheaper contracts. Both of them. Well, it doesn't really work out for the Patriots because Stefan Diggs owns JC well, Jackson. Right. Owns that man. Owns Please that tell man. me. When yeah. he's ever been able to cover him. He's yeah, never sure. been able to cover him. So then I'm going to let you go first on the score prediction, and then we'll get up on out of here. I'm going to say the Buffalo Bills, when it's, when it's going to be like, I'm, I'm trying to be somewhat nice. It's going to be like 35 to 6. I'll give him the two the two field goals. I uh, I like that score. Um, I think Bass has a rebound week. So I'm going to give Bass two field goals. I'm going to say 34 to six, right? So that gives Josh with his four touchdowns and then Bass with two field goals, all of his extra points. Um, Before I get us out of here, I feel like we need to call off the Isaiah Hodgins bet. And this is why. So I don't feel like from what I've watched this season from that Giants offense, I don't feel like from what I watched this uh, in this last game, sitting in the stands watching just the personnel groupings, if Isaiah Hodgins does not reach the, what did we say the expected was 380 or 400 yards? I think is what you talked about. It was, a, it was around was. 400. Yeah. I don't think this is a situation of Isaiah Hodgins. They've got a quarterback problem and they've got a scheme problem. I think there's an issue there that goes deeper than the opportunity or the ability for us to find out if somebody can become something. Does that make sense to you? Like it, it feels like, like Daniel Jones is a problem, right? And, and, and Tyrod Taylor is not the answer to Daniel Jones either. Um, I just want, I just feel like, I don't, I don't know that this is necessarily a fair bet. Not because Isaiah is not producing. There's just an aspect of like, there's, just I mean, not a, there's not a quarterback over there. I would agree with that. But the only thing is then I would have to allow Casey out of our bet because Anthony Richardson got injured. So I, I just have to be consistent. So I can't agree because then uh, I would have to. I'm Anthony just saying, Richardson is, they came out today and said that he's done for the year. Right. So we had a bet going on that he would hit a certain yardage. And <clears throat> on the show, I'm like, well, no, you know, injury counts as well. And he's like, no, that's not fair. And I was like, look, it's part of the game. Either you're going to trust that he's going to be there for the season and he's going to. And then so when it happened, I send it to the tweet immediately to him. I'm like, so when are we doing this, man? He has to uh, dye his hair hot pink uh, for the show. Yeah, we, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be a good time. But so the only reason why I'm saying I can't agree is because if I if I allow this one to be like, okay, no for injury or no for quarterback, I would have to go back on that. Well, just remember when you're entering your credit card information into DH Gate for that Isaiah McKenzie jersey that I gave you an out. No, I won. What do you mean? <laughs> you haven't he won didn't yet. Get the, you haven't won yet. The he's not going to get. 
He's <laughs> not going to hit the yards. It ain't, dude. It's week seven, bro. It ain't over it, yet. It, so we're basically almost halfway there. How many yards does he have? Uh, like, does I he have a hundred so far? I don't even. And I'm not know. being funny when I ask that. I'm not being mean. I would like to see. No, no, you're not like being. I made you're, the bet. You're definitely. I just not. feel like they're not. Like one game I saw, like and really, did he even get a target this last game? I don't even he think did, he got a target. He did not. He did not. He, he did not. By the Joe way, and I had a bet just so everybody know. Like this is how much we really do actually believe in Isaiah Hodgins. We put a bet in on DraftKings.com. Shout out to my family over at DraftKings.com. But we put a bet in where Isaiah Hodgins was. What was it like? Plus fifteen hundred to score a, a touchdown. Uh, it was it was a thousand? <clears throat> it was. And so we made a bet. We we actually bet on that together, thinking like, hey. We could absolutely see him try to score in this game, but I, I believed in it so much I doubled down and betted it again. And again. I bet the oh. I bet the first touchdown and last touchdown that he would score the first touchdown and he would potentially score the last touchdown in garbage time. Well, I didn't and think then, he was gonna be Randy Moss. I didn't think that and the, <laughs> not that he would score both, but one or the other. But at the end of the day, I'm sitting you. there in that final drive and he's in he's on the field, and I'm like, the Bills are gonna That's lose. It. Somebody somebody put somebody tweeted it to overreaction. Like the 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 how does that game got you feeling thing, the reading of the tweets. Like I literally thought that somebody tweeted, I literally thought that he was gonna drop back and throw the winning touchdown to Isaiah Hodgins to, to end the game. And I was like, that would have been awful. I'd have made like That's five thousand dollars, but that'd have been awful. Yeah, that, <laughs> so, <laughs> we would have we would have really been mad on the show, but we would have been happy otherwise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would have paid for that that Europe trip that I just went to. But yeah, so um, yeah, literally after after you and I went in on it, I like doubled down. I was sitting there thinking, I was like, I should just put some more money on this, and I didn't put a bunch, but I was like, yep, you're gonna do it, and I put no. But money. I mean, the, the odds were like, you know, even if you put five bucks on it, you're basically quadrupling your money on five bucks so why not you know yeah exactly exactly so the hump day hotline <laughs> brought to you by fick endel and elmer i care on the buffalo rumblings vidcast network for myself for jay spence the king for everybody here at buffalo rumblings i gotta find the outro video where is it there it is we love you guys we'll talk to you soon everybody go bills, go bills. <laughs> Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com.